Hey, Chris Barnes here and welcome to Amplified Wellness Podcast. Today I am joined by the founder of Superfeast, an Australian company that specialises in herbal tonics and medicinal mushrooms. I'd like to welcome Mason Taylor. Mace, how are you doing? So good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the on the show. Uh, this is an area that, uh, yeah, definitely resonates with me. I, I absolutely love the healing power of nature, and, and this is something that you specialize in with your company. Um, to just set the scene for our listeners, can you please just tell us a little bit about how you entered the, the, the world of Superfeast and, and what was the driving passion behind that? Yeah, absolutely. I knocked it on the head. It was passion that got me into it. I, um, at the time, so it was 2011 when I actually founded the company. And prior to that, I was doing a lot of traveling around the world. I was studying international business at uni, which just had me um, absolutely regretting the fact that I'd committed down that path, yet not knowing what I was going to be doing. And um, in one of my travels, I took a year off between my um, my um, before my last year at uni. And at that point, I had this moment where I suddenly just kind of entered my body and stopped ignoring the symptoms that I'd had for so many years as I was just vagabonding around. And that was extreme fungal infection that I had due to a low immune system. And general just exhaustion. You know, I was in my early 20s and I was um, just way more tired than I really should have been. And so at that point, I looked down the trajectory that I was going on with in my life and my health. And I decided I'm going to come really shift that up. I got back to Australia and I just dove in the deep end of cleansing protocols, opening up my detox channels, going and collecting my own water from the mountains. And while I was at uni meant to be studying, I was actually studying longevity practices. I, I got back and this is important in understanding the driving force behind what Superfeast does in tonic herbalism. I, I got back and I didn't focus personally on my symptoms. You know, they weren't at to that point of extreme, like they weren't so extreme. Like, you know, we see um, a lot of people suffering some extreme diseases, mm. right? And symptoms from those diseases. At that point, you maybe need to focus on lowering those uh, symptoms so that then you can like really get back in the driver's seat of your health. But I wasn't at that point necessarily. I got back and it's really important um, distinction. I was really focusing on my longevity. I was really focusing on uh, enhancing the capacity of my organs and the organ function to do what it does, restoring the ability of my chi, my energy running through those organs, remembering how to undergo its transformations and its transmutations, which then leads um, when you looked at like really broad leads to um, more sustainable capacity to grow your emotional health and develop your emotions. And I just really focused on that. And so I kept on falling into Taoist tonic herbalism at that time in my life. So as I was meant to be studying international business and how to go and conquest econ economies from around the world and, you know, <laughs> completely decimate them through a corporate structure, I was studying these practices and um, pass my degree, please get degrees. And I was just, I was just at that time, just like experimenting with my body, bringing medicinal mushrooms into my life. These Taoist tonic herbs, which aren't just mushrooms, we can make that distinction, mm. but especially mushrooms, and knocked my candida on the head in a couple of months, which yeah. I now know is a pretty impressive thing to be able to do. Mm. Uh, got my body back to a point where I was feeling very exuberant and excited and really um, exploratory and seeing what you know what I could really get out of my body in this lifetime and what yeah. it could get out of me. Um, and then basically just unifying my mind and my body. And um, 
then my mum was like, I, you know, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I was teaching yoga. My mum was like, look, you're going on about these superfoods and herbs. Get, in, get out there and spread this shit. And so I <laughs> did. We, um, we started Superfeast. I got um, a bit forlorn about not being able to know the exact ins and outs of how my medicinal mushrooms were grown, mm. herbs were grown. And I also wanted them to, I wanted to include herbs and mushrooms in my life that were grown in a very particular way that were tied in with the roots the very ancient philosophy. I didn't. I want. I wasn't just jumping on board something that uh, I thought was particularly a fad or was particularly going to give me some immediate outcome. I wanted to connect to something very rich and deep and invite that into my life and invite it into my personal culture, right? And so, if you're going to invite something into your personal culture and allow that to pass on to your loved ones and your kids or you know mm. your nephews, wherever it is. You want to be all over and making sure that you are completely aligned with that. And so I started sourcing herbs in that way, in alignment with the D-Dow philosophy of getting them from the place where they're, you know, with the herb resonates with the atmosphere and the cosmology and sucks up that cosmic energy wow. and sucks up that microbial energy and grows in a space where it's going to be punchy and potent. And then that's what I want to be giving to my mom and my kids. And that's what I want to be taking myself. And that's what I love doing at Superfeast is helping people bring in these tonic herbs, these medicinal mushrooms, weaving them into their diet and their lifestyle, this apothecary, so that they can maintain their immune health, nervous system health, kidney energy levels in the long term. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. And look, your passion, you, you can definitely, uh, yeah, breathe breathe that, 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 that passion in there, mate. I can, I can absolutely feel that, which is awesome. And it's why I love your products as well. I've, I've personally been using them uh, for, for years now, uh, for cool. a number of reasons, which we'll go into uh, shortly for some of the benefits. But I guess uh, for listeners that don't really understand what herbal tonics are or medicinal mushrooms are, um, in, a, in a short summary, how, how would you describe uh, herbal tonics and medicinal mushrooms to them? Yeah, so um, when, when we talk about tonic herbs, um, we're talking about a category of herbs that were made distinct, um, you know, probably first time about 200 BC by Shen Nong that these are the herbs that um, are gentle, adaptogenic enough, um, they are non-toxic enough that you can include them on rotation in your diet in order to do um, three things, lighten the body, slow down the aging process and create extreme longevity and bring the spirit through the body so that you're healthy enough to develop your consciousness. They're the three intentions. And so um, herbs, um, under that category, we've got the medicinal mushrooms, which I'll explain next, but we've got many different herbs, roots and barks and, um, you know, some animal products and, you know, like even pearl, microgram pearl. These are the herbs that um, the Taoists and cultures from all around the world said, these herbs are the ones we include in our diet. We don't take them because we sick, we're sick. We take them because we have a strong health intention and we want to continue to nourish that. And that's an important distinction. And under that banner, many types of herbs. And then we have medicinal mushrooms. So when we're talking about the medicinal mushrooms, we're generally talking about tree-borne mushrooms, whether they're growing okay. on living trees or dead wood trees. Um, the other instance would be um, a mushroom like cordyceps that actually um, inoculates and grows um, from, um, from an insect. Um, mm. Ours, we don't go down that route. It's not a sustainable wild crop. So it's the, it's the one that we um, cultivate. But we're not talking about mushrooms who, that are born from the soil. We're not talking about um, psychedelic mushrooms. We're talking about those tree mushrooms that have been revered and included in the diet by the ancients to help nourish and tone core immunity 
to nourish the nervous system and generally bring in that fungal nutrition that is lacking, especially in the sense that when you look at what we know about the immune system now, we see we have receptors in our immune system purely for the compounds called beta-glucans in these tree mushrooms like chaga, uh, reishi, lion's mane, cordyceps. Mm. You know, like these, like these, these mushrooms, they have these compounds in which it is only that compound that will nuzzle in and activate receptors within our immune cells and then activate metabolic pathways and immune pathways that then leads to education, toning, sophistication, enhancement of our immunity so we can become more sovereign within ourselves and our health and not go down the route we see that's prolific in the West, which is institutional dependence, right? Mm. And so that's well, that's basically what those these medicinal mushrooms are. We, um, you know, there's they're they're very woody generally. You know, that's not like a soft, spongy mushroom. They're quite bitter in their in their palate. Yeah. You know, someone re- just wrote to us, um, like from New Zealand, was going to start putting um my mix, the Mason's mushrooms, in a chocolate. But it's kind of got this umami, and she said, "Gosh, it even tastes a little bit like Vegemite." And other people <laughs> think it tastes a bit like a um, like a um, a, a broth cube, uh, mm. like in a stock cube. Um, and it's interesting how versatile they actually are. You know, I, like they, we, I put them in my hot chocolates in the morning. I make a super yes. healing superfood hot chocolate. People put them into their coffees. Many people are putting them into stock. Um, you know, into into broths and soups. And lots of mums as well. Like, you know, I first got my distinction on the relevance of me um, not providing just little sachets of, you know, of mushrooms that are convenient. Yeah. You know, I might get there. I'm not against it. But I wanted to sell, like, offer people extract powders so they're ready to go mm. because that's the thing with these herbs. You need, they, they are, you know, there's a lot of chitin in there. You know, there's a lot of fibers that you yeah. need to hard boil them and in some instances get them in alcohol and extract out all that nourishing goodness and so we go through that process then spray dry it and get it just pure medicine in that powdered form and it's ready to go you don't have to do anything to it Mm. big distinction when it comes to medicinal mushrooms then we've got mums just going and like how am i going to get these into my kids you know sometimes i'm like (laughs) just give them a hot chocolate you know it's like yeah yeah one mum, and, and that, that works majority of the time i remember there's one mum when i first brought them out at the markets they gave me this distinction of why is this relevant because I was, you know, I'm, despite studying business, I, I don't have a business mindset. I, I just mm. wanted, you know, I, I wanted people to connect to the romance and the magic of, you know, really taking this sovereignty back in and bringing this tonic herbal philosophy into their lives and making it accessible. For, no matter who you are, whether you're a, you know, nut like me that's studying it, you know, nonstop or whether you're, you know, a student that just needs your mind to be on and not get sick or a mum that just needs to get through that winter period and not have you all go down for three weeks. And it was this one mum, um, Trish, came to the markets and we were just, she's had two autistic kids and um, her four kids all together, all in school. And and she just was like, I'm taking on this year. I'm, I'm really getting our health back on track. And I'm, oh, you got the mushrooms. Great. You know, like, I, you know, give them, give them. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I, you know, and I'm going like, I'm comfortable. This is back in 2012. I'm like, I'm comfortable yeah. about selling. And I'm like, oh, look, no, I know you. You live in Elaine Cove. Go and like, you can harvest wild, you know, turkey tails yourself. And then she's like, oh, yeah. I don't have time for this shit. Just like, <laughs> mate, give me the powder. And then we're trying to figure out how to get him into her kids. You know, I'm like, oh, here's a hot chocolate recipe. And she's like, look, I love it. One of my kids love it. 
like especially her, her autistic children didn't wouldn't cop it you mm. know no blueberry smoothies no went down the track and then one day she came back she's cheering and I'm like oh gosh you know how'd you do it and, you know and she's like in the spag bowl mate and so she'd just <laughs> taken like a tablespoon because yeah. she was like I'm not having everyone get sick for three weeks this winter mm. and um and that's when it kind of clicked for me this beautiful ancient medicine these medicinal mushrooms which you know people have made teas the Taoists um you know the, like the, the Taoist hermits and immortals yeah. in the mountains, they're drinking their reishi tea meditating meditating on yin and yang and the, you know, the, the purpose of their life and, you know, really breeding this epic health and then bridging that over to that's what we're doing. We're just humans trying to like, you know, reach our potential, no matter whether we're, um, you know, a CEO, executive, student, you know, stay at home dad, you know, like stay at home mom, working dad, working mom, no, whatever it is, it doesn't matter the, the circumstance. We're trying to really, you know, just be at our optimal and, and be able to, you know, hustle through life and then enjoy life as much as possible and that's where these mushrooms really they're just absolute medicine for this modern age and that mama trish was great that went through winter uh, everyone got they got the flu still but only for a week and it wasn't that severe and yeah no, absolutely and look yeah, you make some really good points on on that philosophy about just helping people achieve their full potential with health and, and healing i personally with my um i've got a four-year-old boy if he ever gets a cold or flu, chugga is one of the first things I reach for and putting it in a hot chocolate, absolutely gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, a chugga in my coffee, Mason's mushroom mix in my coffee. Like I, I use that in, in the mornings in my bulletproof coffee and look, it, it definitely helps with my energy and focus. Um, but yeah, touching on um, pregnancy and mums, uh, we've got lots of listeners that are new mums and and some of the i guess the problem areas that they face is all that broken sleep breastfeeding obviously leaching all those nutrients and that that, that vital energy out of their bodies how can um yeah medicinal mushrooms really support mums that are just burnt out um with the, mm-hmm. the day-to-day demands of, of being a mum which is huge yeah yeah it is huge it's it's in the fabric of super feast just being there championing and cheering on mums you know just spoke to thousands of mums when i was doing the markets and now you know just doing the phones at super feast you know like you know my mum helped create super feast and now super feast is helping to you know support her during what she's going um through with a you know with a um with a brain injury and so it's just like i'm we've got a lot of time for that conversation now um we're kind of specifically talking about postpartum here, which is great because that's where I can really, I can like, I'm, I'm, you know, really safe to go and fly and say whatever. Yes. I, <laughs> so, um, from the Taoist perspective, um, giving birth is, um, absolutely one of the most transformational experiences, if not the most transformational experience you can have as a woman, but it's also the experience that will leak, um, the most primal essence from the kidneys known as the Jing energy. That Jing energy collates to um, the longevity of your physical body and its ability to keep on regenerating itself versus, you know, the difference between like an 80-year-old that started degenerating quickly yeah. and you know, an 80-year-old that's still somewhat sprightly and, you know, has the ability to... <laughs> that's, they've got Jing. They've, they've really safeguarded the essence of their kidneys, adrenals, their, the Jing that they were born with, the wax of their candles. Mm. They don't burn it at both ends and so this is where we really need the community to be supporting mum and so postpartum we use jing herbs off the bat you know in the smoothie okay. I mean, like so i've got a two-year-old and 
we, um, you know, postpartum, but we were in the middle of summer. And so for us, the postpartum smoothie, where we hit the ball roll, like, you know, hit, like, hit the ground running, um, we had birth the placenta, had someone come and pick up the placenta to come and get that encapsulated. But I took off a bit of fresh bit of placenta, right? Yes, and yeah. so that, that went into the smoothie. So we're making a fresh placenta chocolate smoothie. And then, because that's like the ultimate jing for, you know, for postpartum mums. Yeah. But then herb-wise, jing, my, my jing formula, I just go like, it's basically just like, a, yeah, it's for the people in the um, Western world who've been burning it at both ends and need to get their essence back. But it's like a postpartum blend. Seriously, this gin, <laughs> and that's got just one mushroom, but then it's got like um, hishawu, beautiful root, um, eucomia bark, and three other yes. herbs that are just basically nourishing that primal essence. That's what we need because mums have been, you know, thrown into this, obviously this new world. There's sleep deprivation going on. Um, it's a magical space, and we want to ensure that the they don't go into exhaustion, and then all those. Um, when you're in that, when you stay in that exhaustion, your body can't regenerate and start doing its healing yeah. from the birth, which is necessary, which, you know, at times we see can detract from, you know, what we want is just mums to just be sitting in that bubble as well as dads, you know, this mm. is, I get off here. We're just sitting in that bubble as much as possible and learning and transforming and, you know, becoming parents or, you know, like, yeah. positive things. so Jing herbs is absolutely primary that we focus on when it comes to postpartum. And then I also like getting mamas um, onto Shazandra berry. And so that's an okay. amazing, amazing adaptogenic tonic herb. You know, like I have to send you the picture of me at the farm back in October um, up in the um, in Changbai Mountain, the northeast of China, where like just red berries. The red berries, that's one you've yeah, seen. I saw it. it. Yeah. I saw it, mate, all over it. <laughs> oh, man. And that, like, you know, just walking through that orchard, you know, we're just like dwarfed by birch forests and there's pine growing all through the orchard. There's mushrooms growing up everywhere. And it's just like, this is beyond organic, guys. There's no, like, no, there's not, there's not a need yeah. for a pesticide or any fertilizers or anything like that. This is DDAO tonic herbalism growing in the ancient way right and so then that berry that five flavor fruit um shizan mm. is just this incredible herb to tone all the major organs but especially the um the liver so the jing herbs come and nourish the capacity to create sex hormones and maintain them yes very important to have hormones rocking postpartum then the shizandra also helping on that level helping to keep the mind sharp tone the heart the lungs, but it's a real special liver herb. And so okay. helping, it's not a strong detoxifier, but it tones the way that the body detoxes in both phase mm. one two, um, uh, channels of the, of the liver. But then just the ability and the intelligence of the chi of that liver to then process as the, you know, as the general of the army and as the, the composer of the, you know, the symphony, which hormones we're taking in and out, which we're recycling, we're absolutely getting out of the body right now. That is important to have your maestro, your hormonal, um, hormonal maestro really rocking at yes. that time. And Shazandra also helps replenish um, the, will tone the functions that replenish and holds in an astringing sense, the sexual fluids, which is okay. another important one. Um, and then I'd finally add, they're like a good morning or like, you know, you have like a jing in the morning, shizandra with some hot water in the afternoon, beautiful. And then before bed, reishi mushroom, the, the shen, you know, the spirit mushroom. Yeah. It's an incredible immune tonic. So we've got to keep mama healthy. It's an incredible one to be passing on that immunological information via the breast milk, you know, to support mum's um, immunity and baba's immunity. An amazing nervous system herb, a beautiful sleep tonic. 
um, and generally just one for, you know, for, if you're developing your consciousness, Reishi is your absolute go-to, like, that's my girl, my mushy girl. Fantastic. So you speak about the Reishi mushroom. Would that be really beneficial for people that were starting meditative practices, really trying to work on, on that inner calmness and stillness? Would that complement that sure. type of, like, yeah. 100%, yeah. man, like, you nailed it. And, like, we can go, like, the, you look at the Taoist tradition, this is how they, they, like, you know, they depict heaven. They, there's a reishi there or they depict someone um, aspiring to um, immortality in themselves you know whether that's actual physical immortality or not we can leave that to another you know conversation because it's a fun yeah. one they're just really wanting that beautiful stillness within themselves reishi is always depicted it's the primary tonic herb now why does it work yes it's somewhat of a nourishing jing tonic and so it nourishes the kidneys it's an incredible um, nervous system elixir, you know, and so that mushroom helps to nourish the nervous system in many ways to help its capacity to go between being on and off, basically, and mm. get into sympathetic rest and digest. It's yes. an amazing herb for, as mushrooms are for the gut, because they feed the good um, bacteria, or more importantly, as a prebiotic, it feeds the indigenous okay. bacteria, which is really important. So that's alleviating stress. And then reishi is very constitutionally deep and primordial sense, nourishing to the immune system to the extent of getting into the bone marrow, nourishing on those levels. And when you get the immune system rocking on that level, stress does begin to, to um, ward off. It's a, it's a cardiovascular mm. herb, heart herb. And so okay. straight away, if we know our shen and our consciousness is emerging from that heart, then we're all going to see a correlation there. And then toning the, va um, the, the vagus nerve and that function and that connection between the physical heart and the mind so that communication can happen with more um, efficacy, then you see you can see the actual physical implications of why this would be a shen tonic and help us to go deeper into our meditative practice if you source it correctly. And that's why we source very particularly, we call it D-Dao, as I said earlier. You know, when, so Rishi comes from the Darby Mountains. And our idea is to get it grown so in a, in a way that's going to get it as close to the wild thing as possible with as much of the cosmic essence that the ancients were talking about, right? And it doesn't work if we take it and start growing it in a lab here sure. you know, in Australia. We need those mountains. I want that cosmology, you know? I want that tradition. And when you grow in that sense, they actually has the treasures. And this is the energetics. It has the three treasures. It has the jing. It has the qi. And what we're just talking about here with Reishi, the shen, which is the, you know, our, our development of our consciousness. And it has that within the herb. And that's what separates the boys from the men in terms of what's a nice, you know, like a, a very potent sourcing of Reishi mushroom. The difference between trying something and going, Oh yeah, I can feel chemical things going on within me, which I like that. I need that to happen as well. Yes. It chemically be effective. But then when you try it and you go, I'm feeling this mushroom. Like I'm and it's not it's not like it's not psychedelic, it's not trippy. It's the it's it's working on that energetic level. It's working throughout the meridians and it's helping tone a low somewhat of those more etheric aspects of your major organs and especially your heart. And that is especially what excites me about tonic herbalism as, you know, like it's the whole idea behind these herbs is they've sucked up cosmic energy, right, from the sky, you know, as the Taoist said, from heaven and then allowed to pour that into, you know, into us, you know, the bridges, you know. Into, into yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they're absolutely incredible. And I do have a story of one of our listeners. Um, he's a, a father of two children, but very, very... Um, 
high level corporate um, business role and verging on burnout. Would you um, suggest Jing as, as something that would be very beneficial to uh, somebody at that level? They're, they're dealing with the, the, the stresses and pressures of running a really high-end business. And then obviously the, the demands of being a parent at home as well. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel it. I feel it big time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'd probably want to see generally when people are starting out, um, we start with two key um, herbal intentions. Um, and you've just nailed it on majority of people are going to be in a place where we're like being a bit stretched with our energy mm. and we get stretched to the point where we're not running off the daily chi of our breath and our food and water. We're actually having to draw on our reserves of our kidneys. We call this leaking gene. And if mm. you are getting to that exhausted space, um, and it's, you know, it's something we play around with in our twenties and then we start to, in our thirties, start going, Oh shit, maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't be living this way anymore. It yeah. gets a little bit more real that you're really, you know, you're on non-sustainable lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, like him saying, you know, he's exhausted and there's two kids and all, and the workload Jing is the first place. Now, the thing I like about these tonic herbs and Jing tonic herbs is it's restoring his kidney and hormonal function as well as delivering good things and be delivering him some results. It's going to help him get a sense of his organ system coming back online so he can become more perceptive in the future of when he's getting a little bit closer to, you know, to that edge of exhaustion. And ideally, we want to develop his sensitivity so he can then tweak his lifestyle over the years using the Jing tonic herbs in the beginning to help him going, you know, not go into that exhausted state. Sure. And then once his lifestyle becomes sustainable, bam, then he can just continue that Jing, those Jing herbs. And it's just pure pouring, you know, basically money into the bank in terms of longevity. So most people will start with the Jing, um, yep. Jing herb or the Jing blend. And then I want to see him on a mushroom. And so depending on the approach, majority of the time bringing um, a wide array um, of mushroom medicine in the Mason's mushrooms is going to be where I'd want to see, you know, see people start. So that's yeah. where I'd probably like to see him, Jing and Mason's. Um, but if someone is particularly, you know, carried away by the, you know, by the idea of reishi, go for that Jing in the morning and a reishi either in the morning at night, you know, see, you know, you need to really allow these things to flow into your lifestyle mm. and your habitual patterns because long-term you get some amazing short-term benefits. Don't get me wrong, but just wait till you've on it for two years, five years, 10 years. And you look back and you go Fuck out. Like I've completely <laughs> changed the constitution of some of my organ systems. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, fantastic advice. I was chatting with my wife uh, in the lead up to this podcast and uh, we are just talking about medicinal mushrooms and the fact that she personally didn't really know that much about them, but we both reflected on our childhood and our parents forming kombucha based on a base oh. of mushrooms. Like oh, yeah, really, oh, yeah, like the good scoby. Yeah, yeah the scoby, the scoby. <laughs> yeah, this, this funky smelling thing. So obviously they were onto something way back, yeah, 20, 30 years ago as well. Absolutely. Oh yeah, man, you've got it in your, you know, get it there in your childhood. Most people, it's just Milo and less snacks and <laughs> one, you know, tip top and cornflakes. So that's yeah, like yeah. very lucky to have that kind of living bacterial fungi vibe in there. No, absolutely. I was um, recently listening to one of your Superfeast podcasts with uh, naturopath Dan Sipple on autoimmunity. It was oh, yeah. Yeah, mind, mind blowing stuff that you, you guys went into there, but 
the the theme around immunity is is huge. So many people. I think you you referenced in America today. There's almost 50 million people yeah. suffering from autoimmune issues. Yeah, that was insane, right? That was um. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull pull up that uh that statistic statistic <laughs> where was it it was like i mean maybe 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 I'm, oh no here we go 24 million people which is basically that's like that's only established 24 million people suffering for autoimmunity but that's what the national institute of health stats are only for the 24 diseases that they recognize and that they have good epidemiological um, epidemiological studies but it's really probably at like 50 million and 75 percent of women and so when you look at that cocktail of what creates autoimmunity because you know everyone goes oh like, like western Western medicine's epic and awesome, and I love integrating with it because the gifts have been just absolutely beyond. But it's it's extremist um, most, at most ends. It's, it's, it's very extremist, and it's very reductionistic, and it's very identity-based. And so it's like, oh, you, it's like almost like you caught Hashimoto's. Oh, sorry. Bad luck. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Oh, now you have rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, my gosh. That's bad luck as well. There's nothing you can do. You can't cure it. There's no... There's no understanding the song and the rhythms of the body. And that's mm. not squashy information anymore. We understand the fact that there are patterns, there's gut permeability that you're generally going to have that's going to start that cocktail. And so you need to absolutely get in and nourish your gut with a very specific strategy. You sure. Then you have a, a, like a stealth infection, you know, something like Epstein-Barr virus or general pathogenic load and something that's going in there and, and um, basically as we're doing what a virus or um, or a fungi, um, like a fungal infection do, is that you've got a susceptibility, you don't have an immune system, it's inbuilt to, in nature, have those things then come and start breaking down what can't hold its own in the environment anymore. Western medicine makes it goes, well, that's okay, you don't have an immune system, here, come here, <laughs> you know, like, we're going to, you know, that's not your fault, and it's not your fault, and but at the same time, it's a harrowing situation to look and go like, well, it is my responsibility if I don't start developing an immune system and taking it into my own hands. My only, the only thing I'm going to be able to do is go to the mafia and get drugs and surgery. That's the only thing I'm going to be able to do is go to a constitution. That's very disempowering, although it's amazing that they're there. And if they... They, they just get their ego out of the way and realize they've got a very beautiful role to play in society and then just go championing people from the sidelines to take on their own health. And I hopefully never have to come to a hospital unless it gets a little bit of outside, you know, their, you know, their own capacity, but still championing that person's like tenacity to go out and take it into their own hands. Like then we've got a good bloody, you know, like community within the health scene going on and people, um, you know, people not getting sick as much because, uh, what happens is everyone says it's an aging population that is, you know, ruining the economy and, oh, you know, it's an aging population that's going to put strain, or not ruining the economy, they don't say that, but put strain on the economy, you know, because why? Because there's going to be a lot of welfare needed and a lot of medical costs needed, a lot of caring needed. And, and yeah, it happens. We need to support an aging population, but it's a, it's a sick aging population, an, an aging population that hasn't been supported to not leak its jing throughout its life and sacrifice for for, for businesses and entities that don't actually give back and consider it their life force. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a um, industry that's allowed the decimation of immune systems everywhere, you know, allowing of pesticides that lead into nuzzle into the brain and cause Alzheimer's and dementia, and then just 
and then just like leave them there and not supporting them to take on, you know, developing their own health. And it goes on and on. This is what leads to autoimmunity most of the time. Antibiotics smash the gut early in life, lead to that gut permeability. Then there's no immune system. There's no good, like, you know, good natural spring water, good fiber and roughage in the diet. You know, there's pesticides in the diet. There's definitely no medicinal mushrooms in the diet that would Mm. actually help someone develop an immune system over their lifetime. Just having, um, you know, like, you know, having a culture like we know that the Italians, you know, and the Mediterraneans do just have a lot of herbaceous dishes. You know, there within the diet. So you've got all those polyphenols coming in and nourishing the cells like mm. that. Things like that um, really aren't available um, or encouraged so much in the West unless you directly go and try and find that encouragement. And then all these things kind of um, come together. And if you're, you know, it depends on which side of the immunity, um, you know, you, you flow, you either go down immune like deficiency um, mm. And your immune system absolutely flops out because you don't have any gene. And that's when you get tumors and cancers and other um, pathogen-based illnesses that come and start deteriorating and breaking down the body. Or you're on the other side of things where immune, you have enough energy there to keep on acting within your body, but your immune system's really confused. And there's this um, uh, molecular um, mimicry going on within the body that the, the, the molecules of the pathogen looks is so close to um, your, your actual own um, molecular structure that the immune, t- immune system starts attacking yourself rather than the pathogen, which wouldn't happen if your immune system was active, right? If your immune system was, had its intelligence, it would happen far less. Anyway, so we got into that and got into the, the fact that medicinal mushrooms actually are useful in this instance because they help the body get nourished to the extent where it can start regulating and modulating the immune system so that it's working for the body and it's less confused by that pathogenic load. And we went on, we went on. Thanks for bringing that up. It was such a good conversation. It was a fantastic podcast. And I guess uh, today there's so much debate and, and I guess fear around infectious diseases, um, bolstering, uh, our family, uh, our colleagues' immune system should be a foundational step. Is there a particular mushroom that trumps all others when it comes to boosting the immune system, or do they work all synergistically? I'd probably, oh, I mean, yeah, they work pretty synergistically. It's hard. Like there are now with there's so much research out there, you can start seeing particular instances, particular cancers, particular infections, um, particular categories of, de, um, of symptoms or diseases that we see in the are mushrooms that are more effective than others. But all in all, mm, I'd probably just put shaga, reishi, turkey tail, probably get lion's mane in there just because mm. of what it does on a foundational level and cordyceps that are just like in that upper echelon. Maybe maitake, you know, just yeah. like they're like that. You know, back, like always, if someone in my life gets like really sick, um, I'm either getting them on like high doses of the Mason's mushrooms or mm. if, if I if I get the sense I want to hone in a little bit more, I'll get them on high doses of reishi and chaga. That's my okay. favorite combination. If there's tumors present, then I'll get lion, um, I'll get um, turkey tail in. Um, just because I see it's quite effective. But at the same time, um, I'm not a practitioner. I'm not saying this will cure it. I'm Mm. saying that's what I want to put into the body to support the immune system to do what it needs to do or to support whatever other treatments you're going and doing. These things from where I'm standing, and I mean this, they're not there to treat the disease. 
They're there to support the underlying health of the body. So the body can um, hopefully just get the cards stacked in its favor. So and support whatever you're doing to um, to heal yourself with your team and with your practitioners. No, absolutely. And look, there's some really, really valuable gems there for a lot of our listeners to take away. For people to find out more about Superfeast products and, and more about you and your philosophy, where's the best place to to find you and find more information on them? Yeah, the website's pretty jam-packed. So superfeast.com.au is a really good place to go. We've got um, a wonderful um, blog there that's got recipes and articles that really dive deep into it. And the podcast as well is a pretty good place to start. Just go to episode one and Tani, my partner, well, my fiance and I, who um, and she's also the GM here um, at Superfeast, we go in and talk about all those, you know, the foundational elements of Taoist tonic herbalism and you can come go to the Instagram, follow that, you know, like uh, you can talk to me directly if you, um, if you send a message to, um, to Instagram there. And so there's like, there's lots of ways you can call us one 500 you know, just kind of like give us a call and have a jam about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Look, mate, I really, really appreciate, um, yeah, you imparting those, those gems of wisdom for our listeners and, yeah, uh, keep doing what you're doing, mate. Like you're, you're nourishing so many people with, with your mission and your, your fantastic products. Um, if you would love to, yeah, learn more about this, make sure you do subscribe to Amplified Wellness Podcast. Check out Superfeast Podcast as well to learn more about Mason and, and their amazing products. Thanks, mate. I, I, I do really appreciate you coming on on this show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me here. Fantastic. You have a fantastic day. You too.